Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hey, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Megan Camille about how she helps entrepreneurs build their dream business. Megan is a psychic and intuitive business consultant who has built her two seven-figure and multi-six-figure businesses from scratch, relying solely on her tuition and inner guidance. As a mother with no college education, Megan understands firsthand the challenges that come with starting a business from the ground up while raising kids. At the age of 19, she was sex trafficked and prostituted, an experience that taught her about the harsh darkness of life, but also about the light of opportunity with business. Compelled by a fire to never settle for mediocrity, Megan used her innate intuition and psychic abilities to build a successful consulting business that empowers her clients to generate their next six plus seven figures while creating lives of sovereignty, joy, and abundance. She embodies her own principles, having since founded her own happy ever after with her husband and now five children. She believes firmly that business is 80% energetics and 20% strategy. Her clients have gone on to leave their corporate careers and create successful multi-six-figure businesses, add additional streams of income, and have their first million-dollar years. Welcome, Megan. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. It's great to have you with us today. So how did you decide to just start your own business? Yeah. Well, I I don't know that I actually had that in mind originally. Um, I did have a calling. I felt like, you know, at the time I was a stay at home mom, I had a baby and a toddler and I really just felt like I was under indexing, not with tasks because anyone who is a mother knows how much there is to do. Um, but more in fulfillment. I felt like I was under indexing in the fulfillment area and I had a calling. I knew that there is more that I wanted to do. And my current inspiration at that time was early childhood education with having my own young, young children and thinking about their experience and going to preschool. And so I was inspired, really led by my intuition to um, open a nonprofit 5013C Uh, preschool that focused on Montessori and Waldorf, you know, the Montessori Waldorf sort of teachings for kids, not completely, but it was woven in. And that was when I noticed I really loved running the business aspect. Of course, I enjoyed the children, but I grew this into Uh, a school where we had four teachers. It started uh, initially just in my home, but then I grew it to having four teachers, a six month waiting list and um, 20 plus kids. And I was making six figures and I was really starting to see that what I loved the most was kind of overseeing everything, being the CEO, basically. I thought it was going to be being the teacher, but it wasn't. It was really the enrollment of new children, getting to know their parents. It was having a team that held the same vision and could help me propel it forward. And I was there for quite some time. I really enjoyed that. And then I had that inner calling again. I kind of call it that itch that just doesn't go away, that intuition, that pulling that was bringing me into the online space. And so I've built four businesses from the ground up in three different industries. And yeah, they've all been unexpected and just like that calling of my intuition that I chose to follow. So it wasn't that I was like, 
yeah, I didn't plan it. It was simply following my intuition and it just led into successful businesses. Whereas the last five or six years has been far more uh, clear in my mind of what I'm building and where I'm going. But initially it just started as a calling and I had no idea that this is where it would lead. This was not my ultimate vision. I don't even know that I had an ultimate vision. I was just like, I just want to make enough money. <laughs> like I just want to <laughs> make some money and have a purpose uh, outside of my stay at home mom role. Sounds like you've impacted a lot of people along your way. I think so. I think so. I mean, that is definitely, you know, one of my most favorite parts of business is the impact. It's the ripple effect. It's seeing how one intention of mine uh, supports that person who then supports their entire family or a whole team uh, within their business. And yeah, I think impact is, is definitely a driving force for me. So who would you say your ideal client is? Yeah, my ideal client is someone who feels they have a mission on their heart and they don't want to be in the regular or old school paradigm of business where they don't even want to be in corporate anymore. They have a passion, they have a purpose, but they don't know how to monetize it. Typically, my clients have big visions and no idea that all of the, you know, million, million small steps to get to that big vision. And that's really where I come in and support them. And like, what is their game plan, whether they are um, launching their purpose driven business, uh, or they've been in business and they've had some success, but they're really ready for that financial freedom and true sovereignty. Um, those are the people that I support who need a game plan that align with that aligns with their natural rhythm and their own intuition. So what do you do to get in front of them? Ooh, this is so good because there's so many ways. There is so many ways to get in front of our ideal clients. What has been my favorite at least for people who maybe don't have a big nest egg, there's there, there's two ways. There's pay to play, which is going to be, you know, ads and that sort of thing, paying for your marketing. And then there is like the good old elbow grease <laughs> and that is organic marketing. So things like joint ventures, podcasting, um, summits and uh, panels and roundtables. That is how uh, initially I got started. And it's always, I, I don't know forever, but as of right now, it is absolutely part of my business plan. Joint ventures are my favorite way for organic marketing that brings in already warm audience that are easy to then um, bring in as prospective clients. So that's one way. The other way is ads. Now, for people who don't have a huge nest egg and they've gotten a particular buzz budget to invest into building their business, always go for organic marketing and mentorship as opposed to paying for marketing or ads um, because we can do the marketing nearly for free. And mentorship, you can't get anywhere for free, not, not very quality mentorship anyway. So I highly recommend um, joint ventures because it doesn't matter where you are in the scale. If you, even if you're already at you know, multiple millions of dollars, uh, no amount of organic marketing is going to hurt you. It can only help you. On 
social media, what platforms do you tend to use? Yeah, well, I have a fun take on social media, which is it's very unimportant to a highly profitable monetized business. It's not where I would recommend anyone to start. We do not own social media. Anything you do on social media is not yours. Um, And so if you are on social media, you really want to be integrating your social media with your email list. I was making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, multiple six figures, 500,000 plus, and didn't have a footprint on social media. Uh, I work with a lot of people who actually aren't all that excited about social media. I also work with some very large influencers that have hundreds of thousands of followers and they're making like five to $8,000 a month. And here they have hundreds of thousands of followers. So social media is not the gold mine that people would like to think that it is uh, about 2% of your followers see you. Whereas if you're email marketing, you have 30% plus that see you. So if you're on social media, be integrating it into your email list. That's the only thing you truly own. But on social media, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I, I enjoy them now. I do enjoy them now. It's definitely not my main focus, but anything you do in email, you can actually repurpose and share for social media. You definitely want to get them off of the social media and into your own, into your own pocket, sort of say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so really just the, you know, cross-contamination between the two is great as long as you're really inviting them into your own personal space, your own email list. That's the most important piece. There's a lot of Uh, social media businesses right now where they don't own what they what they have created and you could be shut down in an instant and lose absolutely everything so um, and again such a small amount of people see you on social media what are some big goals that you have in the next year or two oh my big goals (sighs) You know, uh, well, this is another funny thing. I just wrote an email about this. I no longer set goals. I do not set goals. My ultimate intention is to be in the flow of life, to trust the, the flow of life, to ride the current of source consciousness. And um, but if I were to like really narrow it down to maybe declarations would be um, that I am present in every moment. That's a pretty big declaration because how many of us like have these other (laughs) thoughts that take us out of the present moment. But to me, that is ultimate fulfillment that no matter what's happening in my business or with my children, I can find peace and ease and grace. So that's a huge goal. Um, Of course, we I'm looking at opening up my my uh, fifth business, which will be a brick and mortar that uh, talks a lot about there's the strength of the mind, lots of cold plunge and heat therapy and that sort of thing that is on my mind. Um, if that is what is in my highest good and let's see what else is there. Oh, just more retreats, more in-person retreats. I think after the whole 2020 through 2021, people are really craving and yearning to be in person. And so the last year I've done three in-person retreats and I, I feel called to do more of that. That's fun. How would those goals affect your business? Impact right? Uh, being able to reach more people. And of course, it, it, the more 
the more impact and value I have to give, the more income I create, the higher my revenue is. So, uh, and also just getting the message out that there is a new way of business that we don't have to trade time for money, that we don't have to sacrifice our um, our hours, our days, our years that we could be spending with our family and doing something that lights us up uh, to be hustling and grinding and earning our way to our desired income. Instead, we can really align with our own natural rhythm, our own intuition and have the success that we desire without the push, but instead with the flow. So all of this, the, the bigger my my business grows, the more my message is out there, which means more people know there's another way. And, and then there's the ripple effect, right? What do you feel is your biggest roadblock? Hmm, my biggest roadblock. <sighs> This is interesting. This is a really good question. My biggest roadblock has probably always been, and I would say still is myself. Um, inner critic, self-defeating thoughts, and that sort of thing. And it's why I prioritize that, you know, my business is focused 80% on energetics and self-care, 20% on strategies and actions. And so anytime that self-critic comes in or my little girl needs a little bit of tender loving care, I go in and I do the inner work because the only thing to stop these big visions from becoming and uh, realizing them is absolutely myself. I'm starting to look outside of myself for someone to take care of me or show me the way is how I know I am not in alignment with my true self. It seems to be like the overarching theme is like we're always our biggest roadblock in one way or another. <laughs> totally, totally. So how is there any like strategies or tips that you have to like help boost you with the energetic aspect of it? Yeah, well, so many. Oh, my gosh, so many. Where <laughs> would I even want to start? You know, I absolutely have a business plan in place so that that is always running. I'm never questioning, where's my marketing? Where's my sales? Where's my lead gen? All of that is pretty automated now. Over the years, it's become tighter and more automated. And I know exactly what to do each day, each week, each month. And um, I spend about three hours a day, Monday through Thursday, working on that particular strategy, letting it move and run. And so after that three hours a day, I'm all done. And this is actually part of my strategy, which is I've done the things, I've done the work, and I did it in my most productive moment, which means I was of service, not in sacrifice. And now all done with that. I don't keep thinking about it in my head and going, oh, I need to do this. And I still have to do that and this and that and this and that. That's really energetically draining. Instead, I have the business plan on, on play at all times. And then I'm over here doing the inner work, uh, which means really enjoying what I already have. It is being in a place of deep fulfillment and gratitude with what already is while I'm wide open to receiving what is next. And so some of that looks like um, lots of presence, presence practices, 
Um, some people could see that as meditation. I do some meditation, but I also do things that are, are hard. So I do cold plunges. I do, uh, intense breath work. I do things that create a difficulty in my state of mind or my body. And then I move through to the other side because that's what a lot of businesses, especially as we're scaling, it is, Ooh, things are going good. And now I'm ready to increase. And then it gets tight and hard and challenging. And then there is the flow again. And then there's the ebb. And so by practicing this ebb and flow in my very own life, it means when it comes up in business, I'm regulated, I'm prepared, I'm practiced, and it creates a lot of ease and flow as opposed to worry or wheel spinning or um, cracking under pressure. Thank you. Yeah. Great question. What's the best advice that you have ever received? To follow my intuition and that I am my own greatest teacher. So those would be like the energetics, a hundred percent. And then the other one is automate, <laughs> automate, 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 <laughs> stop doing all of the things yourself. Um, so those would be my, my top three following, you follow your intuition. You are your own greatest teacher and automate what you can. So is that like the automate aspect? Was that pretty key to help you be able to build your businesses, especially while having the young family and stuff? Actually, no, I did not automate initially. And so that's really where I bring my clients into now is starting uh, as early as possible with the automation. The trick here is that you can't automate what you don't understand. And so most people will think that they understand maybe a summit or a podcast model, but if you can't automate it, then you probably don't fully understand it. And so a lot of what we do is understanding the the back end of how business is running. So then it can be automated. Uh, Whereas people want to quickly go to automation, but they're not really understanding the client's journey to getting to where they are. Um, And that was me for many years. I didn't think that I could automate all of the things that I was doing. I felt that it needed my real time in person, focus time and energy, and it just doesn't. So automation is not necessarily required because I was building to multiple six and even seven figures uh, without automation. And so what it did require, though, it it eventually just sort of took a toll. It was I wasn't loving all of the pieces. I was still loving some of the pieces, but not all of the pieces. And I just couldn't see how automation could be in place. Um, So that is something that I support my clients with early on is understanding what the heck is going on in the background of your business so that it can be automated as quickly as possible. Uh, I did it the hard way. But once I started automating, I was just like so freed up. It was it was amazing. I was still doing all the pieces that that light me up and that I love to do, but I wasn't dragged down by the pieces that I was kind of bored of or tired of. Yet they're still extremely important. I think that's really important to be able to still do the things that light you up that you enjoy doing. Absolutely. And that's different for everybody because I have clients that absolutely love writing their own copy, their own sales copy, their own emails. 
Um, I'm one of them that loves writing my own content. And I have other people that are like, oh, that is the worst. Well, then for them, they automate, right? They automate that piece. Whereas other people, um, they don't like doing live events. Well, then we can automate that. And I have other people that love doing live events. I enjoy both. (laughs) When I want to do something live and I have a new inspiration, I'm like, yes, I'm so excited for that. And I can step into that. And if it was absolutely amazing and created awesome results, then I take it and I automate it. So it's not about taking away the things that you enjoy doing. It's actually really enhancing the things that you enjoy. I have people who um, do not want to do sales. I love sales. It was one of my businesses. I had a sales agency. And so I love that. That that for me totally lights me up. Whereas there's probably business, many, you know, business gurus or coaches that might say, you should probably stop doing that part of your business now. And I'm like, why would I do something? Why would I stop doing something that I love simply because I could automate it? So we don't want to go so far that we're actually taking away the things that fuel us. So true. What's the best advice that you've ever re- given? Uh, oh, well, I would say it's the same that I ever received, <laughs> which is follow your intuition. Um, and that if you have a desire, the fulfillment of it must exist. So we can't desire to have a business that isn't already in demand. This is the law of duality. Uh, in the in the earthly plane, we've got light and dark, hot and cold, uh, up and down. And so if there's a desire, there's also fulfillment of that desire. And being in knowing that to have the desire means that there must be the opportunity to fulfill it. Um, in short, is if you've got a calling, go for it. It is your intuition inviting you into your highest ideal um, life path. I think it's important. Like, I kind of like what you said, where it's like, you don't second guess yourself because you've already gotten that answer, right? Yeah. So how many, how many times do we second guess ourselves, or we look to outside sources, like for confirmation, I guess. Yeah. And most people do this. Everyone has intuition. And I know a lot, a lot of people who will ask for a sign and then they get a sign and then they question it or they look outside of themselves or they're waiting for proof or permission or proof that someone has already done it. Well, it was put on your heart for you, not so someone else could do it. And then you can get, oh, okay, that's safe enough. I'll go do that. Right. That's really that old paradigm. And so everyone has intuition. And so it's once it comes through, trust it and move with it. That doesn't mean that you're going to feel comfortable necessarily. You maybe you won't even be convinced that it's the right thing to do. Um, But all you have to be all you have to be is willing, willing to follow the nudge, willing to follow the intuition. That's the key part. (laughs) You put it into action. Yes. Yes. Do you have any tips on how to be a CEO and rocking it in the business world? Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite analogies here is if you want to own the island, burn the boats. 
So having a plan B is not going to make your plan A work. It actually means that you're like, oh, good, I've got a backup. I've got a backup plan. So I don't really, if this doesn't come easily, then I don't have to stick with it because I've got a plan B or I've got a boat (laughs) that I can get on. And so it's full commitment, even when you're afraid. Um, CEOs are making quick and decisive decisions all the time. So if you can't make a decision in a day, practice that. Practice making decisions quickly. It's not about getting the right the right answer. It is knowing that you can pivot all the time if you chose something that is not exactly the way that you wanted it. So definitely quick decision making, definitely uh, being committed to your plan and delegation. Don't do it alone. As a mom of five, people are always like, how do you do all of this? How do you do it? I don't. (laughs) I have a husband who is an extremely active father. He is a primary parent. I'm not the only primary parent. Um, I have an amazing executive assistant who is there to support with my big visions. Uh, Now, in the very, very beginning, yes, I wore all the hats for a while. But the the moment I could outsource something, I did. So that's definitely a tip as a CEO. You don't do all the things. Actually, you do a lot of delegating and overseeing and client fulfillment. Uh, You're not doing Canva. You're not making social media posts. You're not editing. Those are things that are going to slow you down. If you're a CEO that has vision, you want to really know what it's what it means to be a CEO, which is obviously very quick moving, which is why I say quick decisions and delegation is so, so important. So I guess that kind of ties into doing or creating the business that allows you to honor your time, freedom, and joy. Yeah. Yeah. And this is going to be different for everyone. It's why I don't do template coaching. It's not one size fits all. We all have our very own unique rhythm, our own natural rhythm. And um, one of the first things I do with my clients is going inward and getting clarity on what is your natural rhythm. I know for me, my natural rhythm is I've got high energy in the morning, still some solid energy in the afternoon. So as long as I can do all of my work in that three to four hours, that's amazing. And then I move into self-care and family time and knowing that that natural rhythm works really well for me. I'm also a sprinter. And so I have a week a month where I'm in huge production. And I also have uh, two weeks that are just kind of regular. And then one week that is completely pulled back and inward. And so that's kind of a sprinter. Now, people used to say I was just inconsistent. And actually, you don't build seven figure businesses if you're inconsistent. It was that they couldn't see my natural rhythm. And so for anyone who is like a stop and go kind of person, that doesn't mean that you're flaky. It doesn't mean that you're inconsistent. It means you're getting kind of clear on what your natural rhythm is. And so how do we start using that and leveraging what your natural rhythm is? 
I have some clients that are long winded. And so their, their windows for creativity and production are longer. So we can actually leverage that the way that we can leverage a sprinter or a stop and goer, uh, or lots of other ways. That's fun. And I think that's good to realize too, and to not shame ourselves or get after ourselves for, but like acknowledge it, be aware of it, and then figure out how to utilize each of our own natural rhythms to our benefits. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it is to our benefit. Nobody has a natural rhythm that doesn't support their purpose and calling your natural rhythm pairs perfectly with your, with your purpose and your calling, and it can be monetized. There's your reassurance. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate you being with us today, Megan. Is, is there anything that we haven't touched on yet that you would like to talk about? I feel like we've touched on the energetics and the systems and strategies, Um, Both are so important. Uh, Again, I highly recommend that you have mentorship. I think of like the surgeon who goes to school. We would never see a surgeon who takes a couple of online courses, a self-study guide, and then goes and does surgery. And so to think that we suddenly know how to run a business before never running a business Um, It's such a disservice. It's really such a disservice to our purpose and our mission and ourself and our business. So finding someone to support you through was um, extremely helpful for me. And it's what supports my other clients. So I, I do recommend that you allow yourself to receive that kind of support. Great. Thank you. Where can we learn more about you and what you do? You can find me on my website, MeganCamille.com. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at the Megan Camille and on Facebook, Intuitive Business Consulting with Megan Camille. Awesome. Well, thank you so much and have a great day. Thank you so much for having me. Bye for now. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review. And I'll catch you on the next episode.